Welcome to Profiling Criminal Minds. I'm Dan. And I'm Sheila. And we are back for more Vincenzo. I don't know if you know this about us, but we're big fans of this Vincenzo thing. <laughs> if Has you that... haven't figured that out, you haven't been listening. <laughs> Has that come up yet? Have we talked about what big fans we are of this show? I feel like we've mentioned that once or twice. I think so. Oh my god. Uh, where do you even... I mean, I guess we have... Uh, where? Do... I was about to say, where do you even start? Well, at the beginning. I mean, obviously. Uh, can well, we yeah, talk... I mean... About narrative efficiency? <laughs> like, this show! So, yeah, um, you, this is something that is from off uh, off mic we didn't talk about on the show. But, uh, but Sheila told me that literally the minute I finished watching episode 16, I was going to want to talk about it immediately. And like, uh, she's always right about this. Like, I'm not, I wasn't surprised that she's right about this. I was just surprised with just how incredible episode 16 is. Because <laughs> episode 15 ends with him being framed for murder. And I'm like, how's he going to get out of this one? Is this going to take all episode to resolve? Is this going to be an arc? No, that all get ra gets wrapped up in, and I, I don't want to exaggerate here, so I'm just going to like Check. Seven minutes. It takes yes. seven minutes to deal with the fact that he was framed for murder. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, it's narrative efficiency. Yeah. We're not wasting our time. <laughs> this is a show that has no interest in wasting your time, and I love it for that. Yep. What show I what show does this? Like, think of how much an American show would try to milk out of a plot line where the main character gets framed for murder by a bunch, uh, by an evil corporation. Whereas here it's like, yeah, except we're good at our jobs. Now, to be fair, they get lucky because Mr. Park, who run the, the thug who runs the balloon yeah. <laughs> service <laughs> happens to find, uh, happens to catch the guy trying to, the guy who, uh, Lord Vincenzo up to the roof coming out of the building and he's yeah. like hey you don't live here what, what are you what doing are you here who's, who's this guy and then the guy tries to get past him and they get into a fist fight just you know just like you want him to uh, which leads to a fantastic scene where they you know kidnap him and lock him up oh my god and so Vincenzo uh, last we saw having guns pointed into the cops he's like well, I'm not going to be able to prove my innocence from in jail. So he just beats up the cops. <laughs> He's not waiting around for cops to figure something out. Again, no. it goes back to what we were talking about last week, about how it's like, they never call the cops. No. Cops can't be trusted to deal with this kind of stuff. They never... It never even occurs to anyone to call the cops until they've solved the crime and captured the villain. Only then do they turn them over to the police. Uh, but <sighs> I, I know, right? Yep. What a beautiful dream that is. Uh, but anyway, so uh, he beats up the cops in a wonderful fight scene. One of the uh, two amazing fight scenes we get this week. Yeah. Uh, For sure. Whew. Okay, uh, well, we'll talk about it when we get there, but that second fight scene is one of the best things this show has done. 
I, I think it's fair to say, like, fight scene-wise. And because, uh, and this is the, I, I get chills thinking about it, because you're like, hey, can you establish character in a fight scene? Yes, you can. You can establish character very well in a fight scene. And this show proves it over and over again. Yeah. Wow. All right, so... They capture that guy and they rough him up until he says where the other guys he was working with are. And, uh -huh. and so they just rush over there to beat them up. And, you know, Mr. Tak and Mr. An go with them. Yeah. So they've got muscle and they rough up all the guys. And then you just cut to them showing up at the police station in front of the cops that Vincenzo beat up. It's like, here's the guys who killed the newspaper man. <laughs> Here's yeah. the guys who killed the newspaper man. Uh, well, how do you know that? How do you know that? And here's all of our evidence. Oh, they went into his. They went into his office. They killed him in his office. They uh, they stuffed him in a garbage cart. They brought him downstairs. They uh, <laughs> they drove him over here. Here's video evidence of all of the the moves they made to cart the body around. Yes, and here's our copy of all that video. Evidence. And by the way, we're keeping a copy of that <laughs> ourselves because we don't yeah. necessarily trust you cops to not cover this up. And we'll go to the press with it if you try to not do your jobs. And then you get the, the payoff, which is they even like have the name of who hired them to do it. Now, there's some question of whether the guy is just who has been assigned to take the fall. Because the cops come in and arrest somebody at Wusong. Yep. For, you know, hiring these guys to murder him. And I mean, it's not Miss Che who's ultimately responsible for all this stuff. I mean, for the love of God, she's the one who turned over the, uh, who turned up the footage of the guy going in to see the fake shaman, you know? Yep. So obviously she's the one ultimately responsible, but she's not the one who gets arrested. It's the fall guy who gets arrested. And it's interesting in the show where it's like, we don't know whether he's a 100% fall guy, i.e. he didn't know about this until the cops show up, or whether he was really an intermediary in dealing with these guys. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he's not the one who's really responsible. She is. And of course, the chairman for yes. continuing to uh, have her do these murders. You know, so yeah. Uh, ultimately, the guy who goes to jail is not who's responsible, but our heroes still made their point. And that is, they're not going to let themselves be walked over by Wusang and Miss Che's plans. But yeah, like, they wrap up the entire story in eight minutes. <laughs> the kind of thing that people would do as a story arc on another show Eight minutes of one hundred and twenty minute episode. <laughs> yeah, one tenth of the show to wrap up a man being framed for murder. Like, who does this? Yeah, uh, and they do it so well. They do. It's so expertly done. You've got to respect these guys so much. Oh, I love them. I really do. <laughs> Yes. Anyway, so yeah, uh, great, great opening to an episode. <laughs> and it only gets better from here. Although, I guess uh, we're going to qualify the word better a couple of times. Yeah, I don't know what, what yes. In, 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 in terms of pushing the story forward and in terms of being consistent. Better. And, and um, 
actually following through on what you cannot believe they will follow through on. And oh I have to God. admit that when I it was at the end of 15 and I'm going, are they oh, really they're not gonna going to do this? They're not, are they really going to? No, they can't do this. No, they can't do this. Yeah, they did it. Now, um, I mean, that, so that was it, my, those terms, that, that was I mean, my reaction. It, yeah. Yeah. In the, in those terms. Yeah. Yes. It, 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 it is consistent. They don't pull any punches. They go straight for exactly what, I mean, if they hadn't done what we will be talking about in a little while, yep. like yeah. another, there's a couple of plot. There's like three other plots to go through before we get there. Cause this show is packed. Yes. <laughs> just packed with um, content. Yeah. You know, and we even have our little, uh, cute little, um, moments where of course vincenzo has promised oh my god uh, okay yeah so i'll just set that up mr park right mr park said yes. uh it's like hey should i want to get wait. paid you know i did just save you i did just catch the guy who framed you and made all this happen so maybe i get something and vincenzo's like okay well how much do you want he's like i want a wish i want yeah. a favor from you i want you to do something for me and we're like what is this going to be? And what is it? You just say it. You, you tell the people in case they didn't watch it yet. He wants, he wants Vincenzo, who is the perfect man, of course, as we know, to model for his balloon flyers. This, we're going to put your face. You're going to be the face of our balloon business. Yeah, and it's so funny because... Because Vincenzo initially tries to get out of it, right? Yeah, here's like because ten grand. Like here's ten thousand dollars. Yeah, don't don't the, let me do. Don't make me do this. And the guy says, "No, you promised." You right? promised. <laughs> and so, and Vincenzo, while he's modeling, is still going. No, give me the phone. Delete yeah. those pictures as he <laughs> continues to do the modeling as with the different the like, kissing the freaking kissing the freaking globe. Right? I know. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Because then you move on to the evil ones, oh, as we will now call them. They're such <laughs> monsters. Yeah. Yeah, they're just like, okay, well, we've got to deal with this uh, Kunga Plaza people after, uh, you know, once and for all. And so what is their plan? Uh, but they're like, oh, well, we're just going to get rid of the building. And what's great is Miss Che, right, is... Huh? Uh, they're like, we're just gonna, we're just gonna do this. And the chairman of Wusang is officially not on board of, with it, any of this anymore. Right. Like, he has a confrontation it's, with her. It's like, this is all going too far. We're working for a psychopath. Like, yeah. <laughs> his response is always to kill people and we're supposed to be lawyers. Yeah. And as she points out to him, you hired you yeah. hired me to help you yeah. clean up their shit. Yeah. And so, that's what so, we do. And that's our whole I know, it's so good. How like again, it's not like she was ever good, but she no. is actively getting worse. Like she is actively becoming more and more of a monster the deeper she gets into this company, because the more access you get to power right? The more awful things you're willing to do to keep that power. Yeah, and that's exactly it. And she doesn't have any problem. The two yeah. of them are gonna, gonna railroad this to the top. They're gonna get that guillotine file. Mm -hmm. 
and they are going to rule Korea. Yep, and it's going. They're going to do whatever it takes to do it. Yeah, like, there is. There is no. There are no compunctions. There is no hesitation. They are willing to do anything. Yeah. Whew. And then so Vincenzo uh, goes to take his mother out for the day because they promised they'd take her out because you know she hasn't gone out and done anything in years, and just you want to be. Uh, I hope you're ready to cry a bunch if you watch this episode. Yeah, just get ready. If you haven't watched it. Yeah, if you haven't watched it yet, and just let us know how many times you cried in this episode. Because for me, it was <laughs> twice. Oh. oh, yes. Like, there are uh, two scenes in here where I defy anyone not to cry. but And oh. it's like, I knew they were going to make me cry. When she, What she announces is, uh, let's go to a portrait. I don't have a current photo to use at my funeral. Funeral, yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah, because they always put a current current yeah. funeral on. Yeah, they have that know. current picture above the the urn. We've seen yeah, enough funerals. The urn are on the, it's embedded in the gravestones. Yep. Yeah. And that you're right. You know. I always see those gravestones. And uh they do a family photo with three of them, and then Cha Yun insists that just the two of them sit together and get just the two of them, like just him and his yeah. mother photo. Yeah. And make the, and she makes the photographer take, cause he just says, Oh, one. Right. Yeah. And she just makes him keep taking pictures until just they keep get take the pictures picture. until they relax. Yeah. Oh, cause I mean, she knows this is her son, obviously. Yeah. And he knows yeah. this is her mother, but none, neither of them are willing to just come out and say it. Yeah. Oh, it's it's oh. great. It is it is a rough one. And they give you like th what they do as the director and the editor of just sitting on the two of them as they yeah. get more and more comfortable sitting together. Yeah. It's so beautiful to watch. Like it's so yeah, I mean good I, I, I when you watch this and as I said this will be the third time I've watched it and I yeah. still cried. Um, and you have the two of them sitting together and it is amazing to watch them yeah. do the minute facial expressions yeah. that show subtle that, things as they're easing yeah. into it. Yeah, Neither it, of it, them are comfortable and you watch them get more comfortable. Because here's, here's the thing. And you, uh, you do. And as I say, I would defy you to find an American show or even a Canadian show yeah. that will do, do first of all, wrapping up the previous plot point. Yeah. You yeah. know, that, in like that, that seven, seven minutes, right? Mm -hmm. Or whatever. And then taking the time with just the two of them, very uncomfortable. Yeah. And yeah. focusing on each of their faces we're talking and, about uh, more than a full minute of screen time just devoted to them yeah. posing for pictures and yeah. gradually having their faces change as they pose for the pictures and as they relaxed. get used to being around each other yeah and eventually <sighs> he actually has a half decent smile, smile. Well. i know a little smile and against just you know and every now yeah i it's and it's right against that white backdrop Yep. So it just focuses in on their faces. Mm -hmm. And like, this is a, a stunning portrayal. It's a, <laughs> such a good, it's such a good scene. Yeah. 
And then you get the point where everybody has to cry. Where oh, he yeah. takes his mother for a walk in her wheelchair. And, you know, they put, they stop by a cliff lookout to look out over the city. And she gets to say all of the stuff she would have said to her son if only she knew where he was. Yes. And he gets to tell all him. All the stuff that his son, her son would say if he was there. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know? And she cries. And oh, he, cries. he cries. Oh, my God. It's... And neither one of them cry out loud. Nope. And you're just crying. Oh, my yeah. God. Like, I'm tearing up now thinking about how beautiful this scene is. You know, yeah. and it's like, if you wonder why this guy is such a celebrated actor in South Korea, this scene will tell you everything you need to know. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. He's... It's so powerful. Yeah. It's so it's, it's powerful, so... this scene. Yeah. The two of them as they're talking. The two and... of them both breaking down as <laughs> they talk and trying to control themselves. Because it's like, it's it's gone too long without them seeing each other. So they can't just come out and say it. Yeah. Oh, and so it all has to be... You know, just what they would say. It's so sad and it's so beautiful. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then we cut right to uh, the chairman and Miss Che. And, Again. And the, and the two of them make a very reasonable deduction, which is if the guy who ran this scummy newspaper had had this information about my life, why wasn't he already blackmailing me about it? Yeah. Meaning he could have only gotten this information after he decided to betray me while working with Vincenzo. Meaning he only could have gotten the information from Vincenzo. And I'm like, yeah, actually, like that, every part of that logic completely tracks. Yeah. Like that's, that is the only thing it can possibly be. And so they're like, well, that means Vincenzo must have the guillotine file. Yeah. And he's like, I can't think of a way to get it from Vincenzo. So we'll do a, if I can't have it, no one will. And just blow up the whole building. Oof. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is. And so he takes his brother to the building. And they look at the building and he's like, well, it's not going to be there anymore. So I wanted to visit it one last time and get a picture of it before it goes away. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and there's uh, his brother, his younger brother there. Younger going, brother. Oh, my say, God. What? What are you doing? Yep. What do you want? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Just getting and uh, realizing, oh, this is about to be bad. And as we know, he's looking for an excuse to betray his brother. So I think we all saw this next thing coming. But yeah, we see the woman go and uh, cut a gas line and set up a device to so the gas line will start leaking and filling the building later that night. So she doesn't just yeah. cut the gas line. She puts on a device to make it release that night so that, you know, no one notices it because all the stores are closed. Like they are they are fully they have planned this out quite effectively. Yes. And what I love is she puts on the exact same exploding watch that was used to blow up the uh, researcher's house. Yep. The exact same, same timing watch. So that's nice. Then we get a goodbye. We cut back to the hospital for a goodbye scene between uh, Vincenzo and his mother. Because, you know, 
uh it's it's just very beautiful like again the show really wants to twist that knife make you feel sad and she uh and she oh and she even hugs chayun yeah and and then they they hug one another and get used to the idea of hugging vincenzo has hired a guard to stand outside the door just in case the bank tries to harass her again the way they had like he's he's thought all of this through he really has but it's like seeing him hug his mother for the first time since he was a child yeah oh wow (laughs) i i was not expecting the emotions from that and again like his his the the stuff he does just with his expressions Mm -hmm. like the stuff this actor is doing just with his expressions of him gradually sinking into her and holding her as well and his face softening as he allows himself to feel again which is something he hasn't allowed himself to do in how long and how and how the look on his mother's face when she realizes that her son has forgiven her oh my god it's so beautiful like it's just so beautiful Wow. No, everything everything oh. about this scene is just it's perfect. Yep. It's perfect. Yeah. Oh, what this show does to you. <laughs> I, no, because then we move to Happy Town. Yep. Right? Yep. They're pregnant. They're pregnant. And they want to do a giant yeah, Mr. Lee and his wife are pregnant. They're finally going to have a kid and as he said, I never felt like I was ready to be a father. Yeah. Right? I never felt like I was ready to be a father. But, you know, now that I'm actually making a difference in the world, I feel like it's good to bring a child into it. Like, yeah. And of course, they, you know, they all know that Vincenzo showing up is the catalyst for the way their lives have gotten better. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they they get it. They see what's going on. And it's it's kind of wonderful just seeing them all so happy and ready to celebrate, and they're gonna have a big party. Yeah. And you're like, and uh-oh. Had, uh, and then, and I want to point out that even the other person who there was there only as a scam, right? Even the hacker seems one hundred percent like super happy changing. about their news. Even yeah. she is like no longer just pretending to be a member of this place. Yeah. It's so sweet. Yeah, I mean, what's really interesting is, you know, is you talk about this actor, and there he is, and his gut reaction is not to go to the party, but very quickly, unlike in previous times, very quickly. He's just like, fine. Immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And Mr. Park and his crew are there, and the monks are there. Everybody's (laughs) at the party. Everybody's at the party. Everybody's having a great time, right? Wow. And they have they have Mr. Park even do a song. <laughs> Just the idea that like the guys who started out as the thugs who were supposed to push people out of the building have so been brought into the world. It's it's so beautiful. And of yeah. course, while they're doing all this, the gas is spreading through the building and is about to kill everybody. Yeah. and you're watching it and watching like, it like how are they gonna get out of this yeah and, and 
and and then we get a thing that I don't think is that huge a surprise because when the when the fire engines show up, I think we all know who called them immediately. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. We know who called them immediately, uh, and we get this great scene where the cops, the cops, the firemen show up and they announce that there's a gas leak, and they start you know ushering everybody out, and Vincenzo's like, no. We can't just leave because he knows the significance of a gas leak. He knows what happened to the researchers. Yeah. So he rushes into the room where it was, right, where the where the gas leak is originating from. And he finds the watch and he tosses it out the window and it lands on the ground and it bursts into flame. So, yeah, all of the building would have been destroyed and all the firemen would have been killed. Everybody, all of our beloved characters would have been safe, but they would have lost the building and all the firemen had Vincenzo not known what was going on and run in and done that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's he still gets to be the hero, even though, <laughs> you know, even though he didn't uh, catch on about the gas. He still well, gets to be the hero. Well, nobody did because they were in a place where... Oh, yeah, they the were far enough from it. Yet. Yeah, the gas hadn't yeah. reached. Like, gas is heavier than air, so, like, it, I think it's heavier than air. Anyway, the point is the gas hadn't reached them yet, so they hadn't even smelled it. Although who knows? I mean, do they do they scent up ga uh, natural gas in Korea? Because here in um, because of course natural gas doesn't smell at all, which is why here in North America, uh, they fill it with sulfur, so that yes. if there's a, ever a gas leak, you'll know right away. And I'm like, do they do that in Korea? I honestly don't know. Some probably. Something to look I think. Probably. I mean, I'm I sure think most every people would. Yeah, everyone does it because that's why the firemen would have been able to smell it right away. Right too. away, exactly. Right, so, yeah. And of course, they and the firemen have have seen that it was sabotage. Yeah, they saw. But they, they didn't notice the watch, like they didn't understand the what the meaning of the watch. Yeah. And yeah. but Vincenzo does grabs right it and runs. Yeah. So the day is saved. Thank heavens. Yes. <laughs> Everybody gets out alive, and uh, once again. Jun Wu's plans have been foiled. Oh, but yeah, it was it was a close one and it was a scary one. That was and again, it's just the way this show moves from plot point to plot point. The way the yeah. villains will have a scheme in one scene and the next scene they will be executing that scheme. And then right after that, they will, you know, get out from under the scheme. Like like immediately. Yep. And then uh, we get this great scene where uh, the chairman finds out that the building didn't blow up and he screams at his brother for failing <laughs> to pull it off and says, picks up a vase and he says, I'm going to throw this at you. Don't duck. And so his yeah, brother because... just has to stand there and get hit in the face by this or like this, this heavy metal vase for flowers. It's so yeah. brutal. Like, and he might suspect that his brother, like, it's this weird situation where he thinks so little of his brother that while he might suspect that his brother betrayed him, he can't really admit that to himself yeah. because that would mean admitting he is not completely powerful. Yeah. And I think that's a really interesting character trait. Well, and plus he has, up to this point, been able to completely control his brother. 
Well, except for the time his brother shot him. Well, yeah, but... Yeah. You know. But, you know... That should have been his first clue that he couldn't trust his brother. Yeah. And and he doesn't completely trust his brother, but he can't admit to himself that his control over brother is his brother is anything but complete. So he can't, you know, allow himself to think that his brother is the one who betrayed him yet. Yeah. Yet. And so Miss Che comes in. She's got the pictures of Vincenzo with his mother and the chairman. And Arjuna is like, okay, well, now we know how to hurt him. And yep. I, I, just like you, I'm like, they're not really going to do this, are they? They're not really going to do what we think they're going to do. Uh, and then, so we're like well, hanging there. And then the, the fake chairman, in a great comedy scene, puts on a disguise and comes to visit them. And she makes a crack about... Well, what did he find? Find clothes from the eighties. <laughs> it's so good. I love his outfit, and he's like, "What? I'm in disguise, you know. People can't know I'm here." And he's and he says, and I think it's quite reasonable. And I think I deserve a little appreciation for saving all of your lives last yeah. night. <laughs> like, yeah, come you, on. You might think I'm a joke, but. I think you could at least thank me for saving all of your lives. And to their credit, they do. Yes. Like, they don't like him and they don't respect him, but they at least appreciate that he saved their lives. Yes. You know, so that's that's something. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, he has been cut out of the big moves, so he can't warn them about what's coming. Yeah, well, now he's been cut out. Yeah, now after after he failed to blow up the building, you know, and saved everybody's lives, he's been cut out of the big moves. So, like, yeah. as we showed, he was shown out of the office before she started talking about Vincenzo's mother. Yeah. And that is that is a key piece of information that will be important later. But yeah, and just... <sighs> the crazy part is, and again, it's all of the actors being great, right? Yeah. Is he goes to Vincenzo and he says, they know you have the guillotine file, they know it's here. And of course, Vincenzo, they're not fully, they they are still suspicious of him and they are very cognizant of the idea that he could be a plant here to fake be on their side just to get access to the guillotine file. And so that makes them more suspicious when he starts talking about the guillotine file. But what I love about, and again, Maybe it's all a con. Maybe he's going to turn out to be super evil later. But what I love is how happy the fake chairman looks to finally have someone thank him for doing a good job. Yeah. (laughs) And then Vincenzo makes him... Him do the filing. Do the filing. (laughs) And Mr. Nam has to tell him, where How to fuck where things actually go. Because he's never done anything like this in his life. <laughs> it's a yes, good it's scene. Sort of, it's a sort good of like scene. my students when you tell them to put things in alphabetical order. Like, and clearly huh? they don't understand what that means. I know. Alphabetical by author. Alphabetical by last author. Yeah. <laughs> author's last name. And the alphabet goes A, B, C. Okay, well, now, now you're being very mean to those students. Well, I tell you, some I of know, them haven't figured it out. 
I know. Twice I've told them, and the third time they still haven't figured it out. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> All right, everybody. Stories from Professorship in the modern age. Uh, so we get... I know, I know, I know. Uh, so now we get a wonderful rooftop scene where Vincenzo and Chayun talk about how basically, finally, it's looking up. We've got the we got the chairman's brother working with us. We've got all of, like things are going well for us. We have evidence. We have the guillotine file. Like Babel's days are numbered. This place is going to collapse. And just as things are going as well as they have ever gone for uh, our team at the Jipperangi Law Firm, Miss Che has just sprung somebody from jail. And who is it? Yeah. Well, they show us a flashback that he's the guy who uh, murdered the truck driver. The guy who, yeah. who uh, yeah, remember when... Uh, who, killed, who killed her father. Who killed her father. Remember when uh, Vincenzo set up that truck driver to get murdered in jail? Yeah. Yeah, this is the guy who did it. And yeah. she springs him from jail and she says to him, get in the car, I have something for you to do. Oh, and now we get one of the most heartbreaking scenes the show has ever done where his mother well, is. is out uh where vincenzo's mother is out on the deck and yeah. uh looking at who the picture of up? her son and who comes to visit her june woo june woo and the thing is she still has a guard but yeah. the guard yeah. doesn't see this as a threat no she just sees a guy he just sees a guy in a nice suit having a conversation with her yeah and he's like, well, what's the what's the problem there? He quite reasonably does not see because it's not like Vincenzo handed him a picture of June Wu and said, keep watch out for this man. Well, he's looking this for is threats. The one, this is the one thing that he didn't see. Right. Yeah. Coming. This is the one thing that he is not prepared for at all. Yeah. No, he, he never would. Well, because the thing is. Like, he doesn't have a fam. Like, in his head, he'd never occur to him to go after someone's family. He doesn't do that. Uh, but he knows that other criminals do. But he's never thought himself as having a family. So, I mean, he's protecting her, but he's only protecting her from the guys that he already knows have a problem with her. He uh -huh. never occurs to her, him, that she could be a way to get to him. Like, he knows she has enemies, so he hired someone to protect her from her enemies, not from his. Yeah. Oh, and then so he, and then they cut away to him in the law office, looking at the photo of the two of them and remembering the hug. And just like, and Chayun sees him looking at the photo and it's like, yeah, there, he does have a heart. He is yeah. not, you know, this monster that he pretends to be. It's it's and a beautiful scene. Yeah, and he goes off to see his mother. And he's like, I'm going to go walk down there and see her. And then you get a scene with his mother and Jun Woo that's fascinating. Oh. Because you're like, you almost get the sense, like, is Jun Woo angry because he's, you know, envious? Because he's well, yeah. Because it, cause he says, I don't have a single picture with my parents. Yeah. And it's like he sits there and he's thinking about how awful 
how he never had any connection with his mother and how awful his father was. And it's like, he actually envies Vincenzo having a mother who cares about him. Like yeah, well, there I is, think... there is, there are emotions other than hate in this man. <laughs> he can feel regret. He can feel envy for other people having good things. I mean, the fact that he immediately wants to use it to damage Vincenzo, I'm not saying he's not a monster, but I'm saying he does have human emotions. And of course, she makes that fatal sign. I would do anything. I would die for, for my, my son. son. And then he gets that smirk and you're like, oh, Jesus, they're yeah. really going to go there. Yeah, you know? they're really there. You know that with this, oh, you know. The minute you see his face, you're like, oh, my God, they're. They're really doing this. And then you get a scene where you're like, no, okay, they're they're going to sort it out because his brother comes to see him at his office and is like, hey, where you been all day? And he's trying to get intelligence that he can turn over to Vincenzo. But Junwoo doesn't say a thing. No. And we at the audience are like, no, but that was that was how Vincenzo's going to find out. Right? And then we get a weird scene where he get he reminds his brother to like take his vitamins. And I'm like, is he poisoning his brother? Because if so, way to go. Good move. Um, centrum. Centrum again. Give centrum. him the centrum vitamins. And I'm like, it's this weird situation where is this is this product placement for centrum? Yes, it is. This is the second time. Huh, no, yeah. this is the second time they've done it. So and it's like and the weird part is, I'm like, is he poisoning his brother? And then I'm like, well, no, they love to do product placement on this show, so they're probably not going to have him poison his brother with product placement. <laughs> no. <laughs> I feel like Centrum wouldn't be psyched about that. <laughs> oh, man. So you're like, but wait, if he's not finding out, how's he going to figure it out? And so Vincenzo... How's he going to save Vincenzo's gonna, mother? Mother, exactly. And so then Vincenzo, we see him stop on the way to pick up the fish cakes. Oh. And I'm, I I mean, I can re still remember the first time. First time you watch it, like, no, oh, Vincenzo, don't, don't, don't get don't there. Don't stop. Just get there. Just get there. Save your mother. Oh, and he calls, uh, and he calls Cha Yun to say what he's doing. Because again, he's not closed off anymore. He, he really is becoming a person in part of the island, he calls Cha Yun and she thinks about her father and looks at the picture and, you know, he gives the, the vendor the $3 that these fish treats cost. Which, by the way, it's so crazy, like, to hand someone two bills to pay $3, but that's how Korean money works. I'm not even going to get into it. <laughs> and then we see the, the murderers show up saying he's got to move her to a different room. And then we cut back to Vincenzo and she and his mother's looking at the picture of her son. And, and we're just like, this is one of the most torturously edited things I've ever seen. It was terrible. They are taunting us with this editing. Oh my God. And yeah, there's no rescue. No, there's no rescue. He he cut he murders the guard, and then he comes in and strangles Vincenzo's mother. Yep. And then he walks out and he passes Vincenzo on the way. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. Like oh my 
God. Like, every time you think this show won't go to a place, you know? <laughs> they, they knock you, they, they like, nope. Like, there is no, there is no limit to the places we are going to go to make the drama work and to, let's face it, break your heart, the audience. They are Not completely only- comfortable breaking our hearts. Yeah, and the thing is, I mean, the thing is, though, this is the only logical thing. That can happen, yeah. It can happen because yep. this man is so, because this, this will set you up for the end. Yep. You have no idea what the end is like. No, I don't. I will but... tell you, this makes you willing to accept what happens at the end. All right. Well, no, shush, shush, shush. No more of that. But no, I have guess. some, I have, well, no, I'll never guess it. And I have no idea what's coming, but wow. Yeah. Do I know that these people have to pay? Oh, yeah. And like, the fact no... that, uh, no, I don't, but. As I said, you you will, you know, you have no, these people have to pay and they have to pay in the most horrible way possible. Of course. I mean, Miss, uh, the scene of him, of like, of, of Jun Woo and Miss Che finding out that their murderer has been successful and dancing. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, I was not ready for that. I'll like, bet I you know, not. I know they're monsters, but yeah, they're celebrating murdering a woman with cancer. Yeah. Because they've finally done something that's going to piss off Vincenzo. And they really don't understand what a bad idea pissing off Vincenzo <laughs> no, is. I'm just going. And I do remember thinking that the first time I watched it. Do you not know what you have done? Do you not see? Think about what it this way. Think about now? all of the ways he's tried to ruin you. And none of it was personal. None of it was personal. And you just now? made it personal. Yeah, that's exactly it, right? That's exactly the line. You just, and he never says this line. Oh, but it's clear. But it's clear. Now they have made it personal. And there is nothing that will stop him from doing what has to be done. Oh my God. To avenge his mother. So he goes, so Vincenzo goes to the, um, uh, goes to the surveillance room. Right. And he's just Mm -hmm. like, show me the thing. And he finds the guy walking out of the room and he realizes that's the guy who walked past me. Yeah. And so he's like, uh, and get, get me a copy of it. And they send the copy to Mr. Ann to run it through facial recognition. And he immediately finds out who it is. And in a another pivotal moment for her character, uh, Chayun is like, deal with this guy. Yeah. I don't need to know. I don't need to know. I don't need you to tell me. I need you to make him pay. Yeah. I need you to make all of them pay. She yep. is fully on board with whatever Vincenzo wants to do. Yeah. And then, oh my God. So he goes to the guy's house and he knocks on the door and the guy uh, knocks on the door and like looks at him and is like, who are you? And Vincenzo just walks right in. And again, he does it with such authority that you understand why the guy just backs up and lets him in. 
because it's because uh, again the the way he sells how imposing Vincenzo is in this moment, yeah, it doesn't matter that the other guy is more muscly than he is. Vincenzo is terrifying in this moment. Yeah. And he walks right in and he beats the guy into submission and he knocks him on the ground and he's like, who? You don't know who you killed tonight, do you? (laughs) Who ordered it? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, I got drunk. I I got drunk and I was just angry and I didn't know. And, And the guy's like, Here's the thing. You killed my mother, and I am going to make you hurt until you tell me who ordered it. And he just, and he starts breaking the man's fingers one by one. With his lighter? With his lighter! He uses the lighter to leverage his hand against the fingers. That's something I haven't seen before. And you hear the bone cracking. Oh, and he does it so one by brutal. one. One, just asking him over and over and over again. And then we cut away to all of our villains, you know, having their celebratory drinks. And let's face it, the only sane people in the room, you know, the chairman of Wusang and the little brother being like, Oh, you shouldn't have done this. They see the problem this is going to cause. They know immediately how badly this is going to go for everybody. You shouldn't have done this. And this is Miss Che's moment to essentially accuse them of working against the two of them of working against Jun Wu, which they are. But, you know, uh, she doesn't have any proof. And then we get what's going on outside. Vincenzo has broken all the man's fingers and all the man's toes. And we see him running through a, uh, down a path surrounded by woods while Vincenzo calmly walks behind him. And he comes up and there are some security guards. And then we get maybe the most incredible fight this show has had. (laughs) As Vincenzo offering nothing and like truly furious for the first time and being utterly cold about it fights seven guys one at a time breaking each of their right arm as he goes because if by if he breaks their arm right arms they can't show up behind him and shoot him in the back (laughs) and he just leaves all of these men lying on the ground screaming with their broken arms and dislocated shoulders. It's an intense scene. No kidding. Like, this show is nothing but intense. But oh my god. Yeah. This this scene is above and beyond what we've seen from this show until that point. Until this point. I think that's fair. And there's that wonderful scene with the with the round circular. Oh I I mean, some of the visuals are just shot so beautifully, this whole sequence. Yeah. And then it's like the the fact that the killer has no idea what's going on. And he just keeps, he keeps watching Vincenzo doing these horrific things to people, but Vincenzo won't touch him. And every time he finishes, he looks at the guy and convinces him to just keep running. 
And like, because that's all Vincenzo wants. He wants him to keep running. And we know why he wants him to keep running. Because he's going to kill him right in front of everybody. Like, we know that. The second we saw that Vincenzo got his gun out, we know what's coming. But still, when it happens... Oh my god, because in the middle of their screaming fight about the fact that they're betraying the chairman, what happens? The the guy comes stumbling into the room. Yep. And Vincenzo walks up behind him and shoots him twice in the back of the head. <laughs> oh! That's the end of the episode! <laughs> Vincenzo executing a man and his brain splattering all over Miss Che is the end of the episode. Like, how do you end an episode this way? Oh my god. Like, the the nerve it takes to make the show these people are making. And what I would say, right, is water cooler. Yeah. Okay, you can just imagine Monday morning's water cooler talk and everybody's trying to figure out what's going to happen next. Yeah. Because there are four. There are four more episodes. I know. And so we can't kill them all. You can't can't kill them all. all. What the hell is going to happen next? What's his plan? What's he going to do? And as, I mean, the thing is, he can't just kill them because as we've established, he needs to make them suffer the way he yes. suffers. Yep. <laughs> he as as he's done with Mr. Jang. As he's done with Mr. Jang. But yeah, that scene with him pointing the gun at Miss Che and the the brother being terrified and the chairman of Wusang being terrified and uh and Miss Che being terrified. And notably, and this is again acting choices, directing choices, beautiful choices. The resolve on Jun Woo's face. Yep. Because what he's thinking in this moment where he might be about to die. A, he never really imagines he's going to die. Like he thinks he'll figure a way out of it. He'll figures there'll be something. This ain't the first time Vincenzo has shown up and pointed a gun at his head. But what his face says is, I finally got you. I finally got to you. Yeah. That is what his face is saying in that moment. He's like, I finally, like, found a way to hurt you the way I've been trying to this whole time. And it's, what a way to end an episode. And I want to point out, uh, we've been talking for a while. Ever since we found out that the way this show aired was an episode on Saturday for two hours and an episode on Sunday for two hours. We've been pointing out that they always do a little cliffhanger on Saturday and a big cliffhanger on Sunday. And if you ever wanted proof of the way that was how they structured this show, well, this episode is all the proof you could ever need. Oh my God. Well, and again, the thematic linking of the two halves is what blows me away. Because look at it this way. At the end of last week, uh, of the end of Saturday's episode, last week for us, it ended with Vincenzo being framed for murder. And this week is 
the cliffhanger is everyone just witnessed Vincenzo committing a murder. Yep. And it's like, so last time he was like going to have to deal with the consequences of something he didn't do this time. He is going to have to deal with the consequences of something he very much did. And again, yeah, well, it's going to be oh, yeah. the power of this show. <clears throat> There's nothing like it. No, I've never seen anything like it. No, it just keeps going and it all makes sense yeah it all tracks completely logically yeah i mean that's the thing that really amazes me there are no oh geez nope there's no easy outs there's no oh well really no. this was happening oh really blah, blah. no like it never like it might trick you and it has tricked us on how many occasions yeah how many times have we been tricked by this show like that's just what uh -huh. this show's great at but in addition to that, it might trick you, but it'll never lie to you. And it always has the courage of its convictions to go all the way with it. Yeah. Like whatever it's doing, it does all the way. And that that is what impresses me the most about this show. Because, again, I've given up trying to predict what this show's going to do. Oh. I know it's going to be rough what Vincenzo does, but I also know that I can completely th trust this show to stick the landing every single time it always does it always sticks the landing oh i can't i can't wait to watch the episode why do you think i wanted to record this the minute i woke up today <laughs> so i could immediately go and watch the next episode <laughs> yeah well then you're gonna want to I know, Talk I know about, about that. that one. I'm sure I will. But, and that's the thing about Vincenzo is like, like you say, it must have been the ultimate water cooler show. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like it must have been the show that it's like everybody had to talk about the next day. Uh-huh. It, it must have been. And as you say, it's like, you almost don't want to, uh, you almost don't want to, like, when you recommend this to people, you have to make it very clear to them that, no, this isn't what Korean television is like. No television is like Vincenzo. <laughs> no. It is like, unique. And, and I can say that now having watched an awful lot of... You've watched, like, you know, 15 shows from beginning to end. 15, 20 shows from beginning to end. There's yeah. nothing, and as you've told me, there's nothing like Vincenzo out there. No. None of them have, like, although they are, I will tell you that the storytelling is phenomenal yeah, in all of the shows. You've seen a lot of great shows. Yeah. I've seen a lot of great shows, nothing like this, but, yeah. you know, and I'm yeah. watching one really weird one right now called Inspector yeah. Yeah. Koo. Um, It's weird. Uh, okay. There's no question it is, it has been set up weird. But that basic storyline and the idea of revealing bits and pieces uh, as you go along and that people um, have all sorts of hidden motivations. And the one thing that I will say through everything I've watched, and this was something about consistency that we complain on Criminal Minds, they couldn't make up their mind whether killers were born or made. Yeah. There, I have not watched one show, and Inspector Koo has a serial killer as well. Most shows. I have do. not one sh one show yet. Okay, that would suggest that these 
killers are made. They have horrible, horrible backstories. No, no, sorry, born. You would not suggest, say, yeah, yeah, they've never suggested these killers are born. They all have these nightmarish backstories. They have these nightmarish backstories. And and we saw that on Criminal Minds. That was our first exposure to it. Yeah, Criminal Minds Korea. They all had these horrific backstories. And that has continued as I have watched the other shows. Watched even with things like Possession, which is about demons. Yeah. Because even even those who become demons when they were human, yeah, because all of them are human, um, had horrible backstories. And it is it's a it's a consistency. Like I don't know about the movies. Obviously. Uh, because we haven't watched many, many movies and we still haven't watched I Saw the Devil. Well, we're going to have a lot to talk about when we sit down and watch I Saw the Devil after this. Yeah. After, well, I mean, obviously right after Vincenzo, we're going to watch Space Sweepers, obviously. Uh, well, yes, I've but watched. I'm going to watch it and we're going to talk about it. Uh, but after that, we are going to watch I Saw the Devil and then we're going to watch the Indian remake. And we're going to... Trust me when I say that I saw the devil is going to have a lot to talk about. Yeah, yeah, like the these monsters. You're right; these monsters never come from like nowhere. No, and that's a consistency. And and as you, those of you who have listened to our Criminal Minds podcasts, yeah, know that, and and you can read it in our five six episode wrap up of the Criminal Minds. Yeah. Um, that that was one of those big things that we complained about. Yeah, Make the show could mind. never decide. No, no, no. And we blame it on, and part of it is writing. But this is like... Well, and let's face of it, part of it is, part of it is, um, how do I put this? America has at its core Calvinism. Yeah. There is this Calvinist. I mean, you want to know where Americans' psychotic work ethic comes from, and the idea that you are that everyone has to work and you are defined by your job. That's all Calvinism, right? <laughs> I mean, okay, it's not all Calvinism, but it's built <laughs> oh, on, yeah, a, yeah. on a rock solid foundation, right? But um, in addition, the st- thing that people don't talk as much. I mean, people talk about you know the Calvinist motto: first toil, then the grave. You know, <laughs> uh, right. But the thing they don't talk as much about Calvinism is, is um, an essentialism, right? That every, it is predetermined who someone is at birth, right? Before birth, in fact, it is decided Before who you birth. are. Before birth, it is decided who you are. Yeah. And there is this, and no matter how many psycholog- psychologists come and do studies and study kids and show that like children's upbringing and how children are raised defines so much about them. There is this desire at the core of the American experience to want to just say people are born good and born bad. There is this move towards biological essentialism that has nothing to do with science and has everything to do with Calvin. And the funny part is how much of American quote unquote race science was has its origin in trying to reverse engineer a scientific proof for Calvinism and biological essentialism. Yeah, in a secular world. In a secular world. It's trying to have secularly prove 
Calvin was right, you know, about the way yes. people are. And the crazy part is every time everything more we learn about genetics proves over and over and over again that Calvin is wrong. There is no biological essentialism. There is nothing, you know, before you're born, not nothing. There is, there are things, but it's there like, are your parents. There are your parents. <laughs> But like where how you are raised and where you live has such a greater effect on you than your genetics that it's almost laughable to blame yeah. things on genetics. And the whole idea of biological essentialism that different quote unquote races have different innate qualities has no scientific basis whatsoever, like absolutely none. Well, obviously now, and here's, here's, here's and, the thing. Like, and I don't know. Americans, but Americans get locked into this idea. Yeah. And well, I think it goes in. back to Calvin. Oh, I, I do think the kind of performance, because all of the Protestant groups that come out of the Protestant Reformation, the ones that are more in tune with the whole point of Calvin is that everything is predetermined before you are born because God, because it says in the Bible, God knew you before you were born. Yeah. And hey, and can, that, I, can I can I point out where does it say that in the Bible? Point it out. No, no, you just tell them you're the scholar. No, no, I'm sitting here going. Well, I don't know. Is it in the Psalms? It's in the Psalms. Yeah, That's my point. It's, the it, yeah. it's literally, they're like, they took a poem. Yeah. The Psalms are poems. They took a poem and decided to define their entire idea of humanity based on a poem. And as, I, as I've always said, in Calvin's defense, right? He didn't like coming up with that idea. I know, I know, I know. He didn't like it. He said, I didn't like it, but if the Bible is all God's word, then that's what it says. And every word in it is God's word. Is literally 100% true, yes. Then, <sighs> you know, when then you can never get rid of predestination. Yep. And, and of course, then, then you get the Dutch turning mm -hmm. it into double predestination <laughs> you know and it's just uh, like uh you know not that all of them but so that you have so many of these and then what happened in england and then it moves into america and you get a particular brand of fundamentalism and and evangelicalism and missionary work and yeah um and then it turns into manifest destiny and then it turns into you know and you just like Oh, but it's okay. like, I don't think people because, uh, again, I read a lot of stuff about American history and the American character, and I don't think people give enough credit to the Calvin and Calvin's worldview for like explaining why Americans all seem to believe in destiny. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. that Well, this is this the root of their exceptionalism. Yeah, right. Exactly. And, the and Puritans it, ultimately came out of the Puritans who got on the Mayflower. Yep. Um, you know, were in some ways even worse than Calvin. <laughs> yes, they, yeah. They were Calvin on, on steroids. They right? were. And <clears throat> and so these are and so even after 
this is the problem. The Enlightenment starts to put, tries to say none of that is true. And yeah. none of it is true. Like they don't look at it, but they turn it into secularism. It's just like, okay, as long as Christianity had the Jews to blame, but mm -hmm. all of a sudden they wasn't. So there had to be other things to blame the Jews for because your whole society has been blaming the Jews. <laughs> Because they killed Christ, well, okay, yeah, well, we're we're enlightened now, and we don't believe that anymore. So we're going to find somebody else, something else to blame. Because Jews. this idea else. of yeah, because this whole blaming them for everything is so in like intrinsically in linked in, yeah. to how all of our society frigging operates. Yeah, that we need you know, to come so, up with something new. Yeah, you know, and oh. you know. Oof. Well, anyway, no, it just, it fascinates me. It really does fascinate me. It is fascinating, but I'm more, fa like, because I, uh, like, it's almost for me, when we start talking about that part of it, I'm going, yeah, well, I'm done with that. I need to know how the Korean experience it. Because, exactly. Um, well, and, and that, but that's my point. It's different enough from ours that yeah. we're getting all these same stories about serial killers, but they're coming at it without this fate predestination bio, like genetic essentialism even crap though, that Americans have. Even though the idea of reincarnation yeah. is also a good part. Like I run across this like well in possession yeah of course you're going to expect that right um and you can see and i have seen different sort of takes on reincarnation and what happens and why it happens and right. it's not as simple as we would like to think it but people sometimes think it's that simple it's the old story nothing is ever that clear but even this it weird inspector coup that i'm watching and even they are um discussing and consulting with a buddhist monk over issues yeah so, so it's like I, I how does the religion tie in because we know how we very much know how american religion ties into all of this yeah. but it's going to be more and more fascinating as we learn how religion ties in there yeah and what happens is and we're we're going to well um it is interesting i've read one book of early fables that's one thing i've got yeah. more books that are going to come by the end of the summer i should have a better grasp of not just sort of korean history but sort of philosophy religious systems i mean neo-confucianism has made a comeback at the beginning of the 20th century okay. late 19th i guess the beginning of the 20th century um, and that's a very neo-Confucianism is is very, and it's probably why um, certain types of Christianity started to take hold because there is this connection with family values. Confucius mm. was all about family, right, and order and structure and hierarchy. Right. Confucianism is it's a philosophy, it's a political philosophy. It is not. There's nothing religious about it. Right. Um, that's completely outside of Confucianism. See, I know um, nothing about Confucianism, so this is all news to me. Oh, oh yeah, well, and Confucianism and, and, and Taoism and Buddhism all had to come to terms with one another in China. Of that's course. a whole lot. That's another story, right? But in Korea, and 
and the fact that Korea is has had China has had such an impact on Korea in its different times. Like I don't know much about well anyway, but what I'm more interested in is just how all of these different philosophies interact and what we're seeing in these movies because I have seldom watched anything. Now, the other movie that we did do already, yeah. um, it, it, it's not really um, there in that movie the way it is in the Indian remake. <laughs> no, very little religion in yeah. my beloved uh, The Man from Nowhere. Yeah. Um, but you, I mean, you, but you can still see this, this mix of Roman Catholicism, Buddhism, shamanism right um and by the way i probably didn't say that when we were looking at the shaman last week too is that yes the way that they are doing things reflects an awful lot about as far as i can see from some of the other shows i watched reflects a lot about the structure of korean shamans there are the fake shamans and then there are the real shamans who literally have to give up their life just like a when a Buddhist finally reads and reaches enlightenment. Yeah, you abandon uh, all earthly connection. All earthly connection really is gone. Yeah. You because you have to get rid of yeah. desire. And so, you know, and the shamans too. I mean, they believe they are embodied by spirits and they are in contact with certain powerful deities. And to get rid of evil deities, just ringing those bells is a key, key part of it. And so, I I mean, I am, you know, I mean, one has to do something different (laughs) periodically. Oh, I get it. I I have decided, right, that understanding sort of the cultural underpinnings for all of these different shows that I've been watching. Now, I don't watch the rom coms. No. Because I don't watch the rom-coms in North America, particularly. And that will tell you something else about society, too. Oh, of course. I bet I don't particularly, and I am certain, watch them. Now, if I understood Korean, I might watch more of them because you don't have to really pay attention to them. Yeah. But I am not going to sit in front of my computer and read. Yeah, just I, for a rom-com. Yeah, no, I get For a rom-com. I have, to, I have to have some meat on the bones. <laughs> And even this Inspector Koo that I'm watching, which is really weird, um, has bones to it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, there's there's uh, real meat there. Yeah, there is real meat there. Yeah. And um, in between. And talk about a show, that one, talk about a show that has openly gay characters and wow. treats it like, 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 just treats it like. No big deal. No big deal. No big deal. That's and nice. this couple of guys, they go off to, to have lunch and stuff. I mean, it's it's all involved in another part of the of plot. Course. I, I am I am waiting and I'm going, that guy's going to get killed. I, oh. I just know he's going to get killed. But, yeah, well, because the serial killer, the guy who's gay, well, and he's got a reason for why he is helping her. It's a female serial killer. He has a reason ah, okay. for why he's helping her. And it was, it was at one point he said something to his friend, uh, his new, new friend and partner, 
Um, and I said, oh my God, so that was his father. Oh, geez. So, um, never mind. This is we'll, not we'll, we, are, we have we have started talking about another show, so I'm gonna wrap no, this no. up. What I'm what I'm just saying is that it is it is fascinating all of the different things I'm watching because I have lots and lots of questions. But Vincenzo is just to bring us back to our beloved Vincenzo, it is way and above yeah. just about everything else. They do try in all other shows to make sure everything pays off by the time you get to the end of it. Well, then that's but good. this one, but yeah. this show, this show manages to convince you that everything will pay off no matter what. Yeah. And yeah. not all of the shows succeed in the way that Vincenzo succeeds. And yeah. we will talk when we get to the end of Vincenzo. Whether it has all paid, everything has paid oh, off. We, whether we will definitely talk minutes. about that, but I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if it does, just because, again, it is such a uniquely powerful show. Thought out, and I, I really wonder how long this guy took to put together to write, all of, uh, the, yeah, to write Vincenzo, to write the book for this, right? Yeah. Well, no, but I mean, he wrote episode. every episode. There's, there's no yeah. book. He wrote every episode. He just wrote it like it was a. Like it was a giant novel. Like he just yeah, wrote he, the whole story from beginning to end. It's one writer, just like Squid Game. Yeah, I was going to say, just like Squid Game. Yeah, it's it's the, you know, it's the, the work whole, of a single yeah. author. Yeah. So, and you can tell it tell it just shows. It does. Right. It's his voice and every week. Every week, and it's completely can. consistent. Yep. It has a and consistency that like any show would be envious of the consistency yeah. that this show has <laughs> and yeah. again i still can't believe written for the actor yeah <laughs> and you understand why oh yeah no when you see how talented he is yep. yeah when you see how unbelievably talented this yeah i get why someone would write a, sh a whole show just to show off what this actor can do well it's like margaret mitchell denying that she wrote she wrote rhett butler for clark gable like come on Come on! <laughs> we can all tell. We can all tell he was your, you know, yeah. inspiration. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Come on. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so yes, that was this week's Vincenzo. It was <laughs> the most heart-wrenching this show has ever been. Oh, and cry. that is saying something. Every time I watch it, I cry it's and just, I know it's coming. It's too brutal. Yeah. Like, again, it is a show that, that sets up something and it doesn't blink from it ever. Yeah. He's like, exactly. no, we have we have decided the story we're telling. We've decided the show we are and we're just going to do it. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, what what an episode. I can't wait to watch the next one. And spoiler alert, I'm not going to. <laughs> So uh, we'll be back here soon to talk about that. But for now, I want to thank you for listening to remind you that if you have any questions, if you have any comments, if you have a suggestion for some profiling related fiction you think we should check out, you should drop us a line at profilingcriminalminds at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Uh, we are going to be back here next Wednesday with more Vincenzo. Uh, sorry, next Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday with... Uh, Tuesday with Vincenzo. Tuesday with just Vincenzo. Wednesday with Style Section. And, of course, if there's any more Criminal Minds news, those uh, go up on 
Sundays. Or occasionally Thursday. <laughs> Depending occasionally like Thursday. uh well no, Sunday is if we have um urgent news, Thursday is if we do a if we review something directly criminal minds related. Like when we play the criminal minds video games, that'll be a Thursday show. Uh, so, yeah. She ain't looking forward to that. <laughs> Can I do them on my PC? Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure you can. Because but anyway. I really don't want to go out and buy a Oh no, no, system. none of them are on consoles, don't worry. Okay. They're all on either people's phones or their PCs. That that is one thing you don't have to worry about. Well, so I could put it on my tablet. Exactly. You can almost I'm, I'm sure you can put it on your tablet. So yeah, that should be fun. Uh Well, fun adjacent anyway so um yeah enjoy that if you are listening to this on some sort of an app or podcatcher please uh rate and review it that's how people find out about the show see you back here for more vincenzo next week but until then i'm gonna say that's right au revoir and have a good week profiling criminal minds is a member of the kinks podcasting network 